Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors, covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. Friends, welcome in to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com, episode three of our winter series. And wow, do we have some wintry weather to talk to you about. I'm your host, Dean DeVore, and being joined now by one of our great forecasters who works with me in the morning, spending a lot of time on the network with uh, us as well, and uh, certainly one of our key long-range figures, along with Paul Pasolak, bringing in Joe Lundberg here to Everything Under the Sun because what we want to do in our first raise of focus and really going to make this one big segment of going into this upcoming weekend, the weekend before the Christmas weekend, a lot of traveling going on. We're just coming off the heels of a big coastal storm that's causing all kinds of problems as this drops on Friday. And then next week, we have set the stage for some of the coldest air heading towards folks for Christmas that we may have seen in 30, 40 years. Sit back, relax, friends. It's time to talk about everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. Well, as we take a look at this uh, weather for this upcoming week and the week beyond, uh, I know a lot of people, myself included, I'm going to be heading to New York City for a couple of days here to start the week. I know a lot of people getting folks, uh, their kids from college this week. This is finals week in a lot of places, and that's a, a big travel situation this next uh, few days. And, you know, with that weekend Christmas time next week, I think next week by mid to late week, there's going to be a lot of folks starting to take off. And we've got a, an unprecedented well, it's not unprecedented, but it is certainly going to be, I think, one of an historic uh, bout of cold air. And we're going to talk about that here on Everything Under the Sun with Joe Lundberg. And uh, Joe, the long range team has been talking about this massive blast of cold air mid to late December for a while. Is it kind of now rewarding as a member of the long range team to actually see it in fruition and it's coming towards us next week, even though you don't want to experience it? Rewarding is one word. I'm not so sure that I would use that considering that I'm a, a, a card carrying member of the Warm and Easter Club yes. and I much prefer warmer weather. But right. yeah, it's something that we knew there'd be cold air on the playing field. And, you know, as we went through looking at forecast a week ago, you could tell that this was going to be the real deal Arctic air and, and that the models would probably have a hard time catching up to the intensity and breadth of the cold, and that's been the case. They're catching up now, but it's going to be a remarkable colder mass, one that I would rate for Christmas weekend, Christmas weekend in the top 10 in some cities like Chicago and St. Louis. 
I know a year that you pulled out to me when we were talking about this was 1983. 83 was brutal. I, I remember that very You're, vividly. So do I. I'll tell you a story. You tell I me mean, a story. I mean, it was uh, it was the coldest day that Christmas that they've ever, ever had in Chicago. It never got to zero. I think the low was like 13 or 15 below. I forget what the specific number was. It was below zero cold all day. Yep. And they've never had a Christmas day below zero except for that one. And that went all the way to the eastern seaboard. Yep. And I do remember there being an Arctic front ahead of it with like a burst of snow, and then all of a sudden the Arctic air came charging in on Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve night. And that went all the way to the Gulf Coast. And my story about that was I had my brother, who's 10 years older than me, I was 17, and he was visiting, uh, he was stationed in Biloxi, Mississippi, and he came up for Christmas, he and his nephew, uh, and my nephew, his son. And while we were there, we found out that they had frozen pipes. It had gotten so cold all the way down to the Gulf Coast that... You know, they weren't necessarily expecting it, so didn't take the mitigation uh, that he needed to. And I ended up driving back down to Biloxi with him to help him fix the pipes wow. because, yeah, he was just about to go to Okinawa. So was, I, I remember 1983 very vividly. Um, are yeah, this we, air mass is not going to beat that one. I don't even know no. if it rivals it. Right. But it's still going to be colder than we've seen in the Christmas weekend right. in decades. And, and that's going to extend from the northern plains, central plains, uh, Midwest, all the way to the eastern seaboard. Let's back up a little bit. Let's kind of recap what's been happening with this uh, massive storm in the middle of the country. Big area of low pressure went up into the Great Lakes, spin spinning there for a couple of days. We'll continue to do that. It spawned a coastal low, which has been pretty uh, problematic. Uh, that zone in uh, central Pennsylvania up into the interior parts of New England, a wintry mess, a rainy, windy mess as we drop this on Friday from New York up into Boston. Maybe a little wraparound cold at the end of this uh, Saturday morning towards Boston, giving them a little bit of snow. And then we set the stage for a benign weekend along the eastern seaboard. It's chilly, but not much going on. So folks that have been plagued by the storm over the last couple of days as they go into this immediate weekend at least have better stuff to deal with along the eastern seaboard. Yeah, a couple of a couple of points I'll, I'll make is that remember the contrast that set up the storm initially. There was some Arctic air, just not as cold as what we're going to see this late this right. coming week and this weekend, but then a lot of warm, moist air coming up out of the Gulf of Mexico. So it was a severe storm, and it led to severe weather. A swarm of tornadoes, I think at last report, 43 confirmed from Texas all the way into Florida. So those were the contrasts. Those contrasts are going to be in play for the storm next week, and we'll get to that in a minute. But yep. you're right, as this storm lifts out... Really, the worst of the weather is probably going to be somewhere downwind of the eastern Great Lakes where there can be some lake effect snows mm. in the Buffalo area, in the Watertown area. But aside from that, if you've got things to do, if you're picking up your kids from college or you're going you know, for an extended vacation, you're right. driving, you've got several days of pretty benign weather across a big chunk of the country this weekend and into the first couple of days of next week. So uh, the other place, I, I think uh, Michigan, central, northern Michigan, have some snow showers this weekend, yep. too. Got to be careful about that. But you're right. And out west, after that massive storm last week, which is what kind of then transversed and made this whole scenario that we've been dealing with the middle and the end of this week here on the eastern side, they're pretty quiet in the west. Yeah, there's really not going to be an awful lot going on. And a system that's going to spawn the uh, potential big one for later next week, that's probably an inside run. There may be some snow in the, the parts of the Pacific Northwest. Not sure how far south that can get into California, you know, during the you know, like Tuesday, Wednesday time frame. But it looks like that's going to slide down through the Rockies. So most of the West pretty quiet. Even before that, isn't there a little system that we got to watch Monday where there's could be a southern branch piece that kind of gets a little involved? Yeah, the, the jet stream is going to 
to be fairly flat next week, so there'll be a little piece that goes across the northern plains. There may be some light snow and flurries with that in the Monday time frame, and then that tries to go into the northeast Tuesday, but there's there's not a lot of moisture with it. Southern branch feature comes through, so it's rain for central and east Texas, and then along the uh, Gulf Coast states over toward Florida. Northern end of that, in between the two, there's enough cold air around that maybe parts of Kansas and uh, Oklahoma, Arkansas, central southern Missouri could see a little snow and or ice, but then that fades as it drives east south eastward. All right, now let's get to the fun stuff. Mid to late week next week. Fun for some. Well, right. You know, I put that in air quotes. For, so you just can't a, see for, it in for, my for, voice. From a professional standpoint, <laughs> yes, we can say fun. Uh, well, Although it makes our job that much harder. Yeah, harder, but uh, but also rewarding because, I, you know, and, and what I like about the last few weeks is these big events, we were giving people well enough notice. And this one, we're giving them notice that it is going to be an onslaught of Arctic air. Let's talk about the timing and where well, first. You mentioned on the network, you know, that I've been doing some more uh, presence there. And Bernie and I, we talked about that in one of our segments a week ago, over a week ago, saying watch out for Christmas week, a storm somewhere in that 22nd to 24th time frame. There'd be more cold air on the playing field and there'd be a storm. You know, that was a w- over a week ago. And you could see that the models are still glomming onto that idea of a storm. They're starting to get a better idea of it. It's not etched in stone at this point in time, but the same setup that brewed this last big storm and all the severe weather is really going to be in place. You're just going to have very cold air, colder than what we've seen now, and you're still going to have warmth and moisture, but it's going to be farther east, really the southwest Atlantic, and that's going to be the fuel for this developing storm, these big contrasts from one side of the storm to the other. So you're looking at that massive dive of Arctic air coming to Chicago Wednesday, Thursday in Detroit, that area? And, yeah, and probably start- Wednesday night, Thursday. I, th- right. I suspect that it'll be in that Wednesday night, Thursday, and then that, that just charges eastward as this upper level trough deepens and digs and digs and digs. Where that digs is still in question, but it does look like on a coastal low will again develop just like we've seen with this one. And then that charges up somewhere along the eastern seaboard where we're not sure. Climatologically, you'd have to say that the eastern seaboard, the mid-Atlantic region, you know, like Baltimore, New York City, Philadelphia, up to Boston, probably favors some rain at least for a part of the storm. Right. But does it stay all that way? And my gut feeling is no, no. but you just don't know the ratios of this far in advance. Yeah, because a lot of it will depend on, you know, if you look at, think of the Arctic air as kind of an arrow. Is that arrow pointed more from north to south and that 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 line of worst uh, goes more south? Or does it, as you said, and I think some of the models are saying it's more from northeast, uh, from northwest to southeast, it's more aimed towards the mid-Atlantic, and where that uh, the worst of that cold air goes will influence where that low could spin up. Yeah, and and you know it's one of those things where keep paying attention to AccuWeather.com through the weekend and into the beginning of next week as this becomes clear a clearer picture and we were able to better focus. You know how the storm will set up who's going to get what and what amounts they're going to get. If you step back and look at the big picture, those places that get snow could see a tremendous amount of wind on the backside of the storm. So even though the snow may have stopped in a given area and maybe you only get an inch or two, it could be a full-fledged blizzard because you could be looking at winds of 30, 40, 50 miles per hour with Arctic air in place. Remember, folks, you can get blizzard conditions without snow falling from the sky. If there's snow on the ground and you got that 35-mile-per-hour uh, better gust for over three miles per hour, or three hours and then the visibility quarter-mile less for the three hours, even with snow not falling, it's blowing around on the ground It could level. be sunny. Yeah, it could be sunny above, but you could have blizzard conditions on the ground, and there may be some of that. And, uh, and, 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 and to add to that point, 
travel disruptions, I think, are going to be significant in that Thursday, Friday time right. frame. The last and, minute folks are getting ready for the weekend. Yeah, so. and, and that's why you know, I don't necessarily like to give out advice. My advice is if you've got things to do ahead of Christmas, get them done in the next five days because after Wednesday – um, uh, Katie, bar the door. There's going to be a lot of bad weather, and it's going to really, I think, affect travel. Not only ground travel, but air travel as well. And even if that storm's coming up along the eastern seaboard, and the the major effects of that storm are localized, with all that cold air over the lakes, there's got to be stuff going on with uh, snow showers and oh my goodness, problems yes. with the uh, flurries and squalls and that kind of thing. How west, uh, the western side of the country, how do they look going into the Christmas holiday? You know, I haven't focused as much on that, but you know, with all the action in the east, I have to think that the west is relatively quiet. Um, interesting. Pay attention to what happens right after Christmas. There may be another system that rounds the base of this trough and tries to come up the eastern seaboard. So if you're you know, trying to do some stuff you know, a day or two after Christmas, there may be some more trouble waiting in the wings. Can you make sure the weather's good for the Rose Bowl on January 2nd? Uh, <laughs> we'll work on so, that. We'll, okay. say, we'll put that in the hopper. Uh, Joe, thank you so much. Good advice. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's yeah, a very volatile pattern. And, and you really need to keep track. And that's what we have all the great tools. AccuWeather.com. Our AccuWeather Now presentation, the network presentation, you can see me and Joe in the morning sometimes, and that you can get that on AccuWeather.com. Our great apps, both on the Android and the Apple platform, and you know all our great media partners that we work with as well. Um, great information, Joe. Thank you so much. We're going to be uh, taking the break for the weekend, and then when we come back next week, we're going to talk to our friends from AAA. Um, Andy Gross is going to be here because a new study out shows that driving uh, problems have gotten much worse. I mean, just amazing problems with people distracted driving and those kinds of things. It's a dangerous uh, scenario that's developing in that regard. And we're going to talk to Andy about that, especially as folks are making that last minute travel next week. And we should have another update for that late week storm if it's coming together. For Joan Lundberg and our hundreds of AccuWeather team members working hard every day to keep you informed, Thanks for listening. For our executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robb and Joe Lundberg, I'm Dean DeVore. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at AccuWeather.podcast at AccuWeather.com. 